morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. I'm Greg. Glad that you're along with me today. We start out today in Psalm 81, 1 through 7. I'm actually going to read verse 6. Now I will take the load from your shoulders. I will free your hands from the heavy tasks. I love this optimistic and positive statement. You know, God is there for us to lighten our load when we give it to him. If you're familiar with the poem Footsteps, or sometimes I think it's called Footsteps in the Sand, you'll understand the meaning. If not, I invite you to search for it on the internet and read it. Basically, the gist of Footsteps in the Sand or Footsteps is... A person who's died looks back into his life. It's portrayed as a walk on the beach. And sometimes there are two steps of footprints when God is walking or by the man or the man is walking by God. As we talk about walk by the spirit. And then sometimes there are just one set. And, and the man noticed that it happened at the lowest point in his life. It's like, that's when I really, really needed you, Lord. Why did you leave me? And that's when the Lord says, that's when I carried you. That's why there's only one set of footsteps. I always loved that. I remember I was in high school when I first read that. I'm like, that's that's wonderful. New Testament, we're in Acts 25. Now, Festus, not from Gunsmoke, left Caesarea. I'm sorry, but every time I hear the, the name Festus, I, I think of the character from Gunsmoke. I just have that mental image. I, I try to get it out, but anyway, Festus left Caesarea three days after arrival for Jerusalem to investigate the charges against Paul and to invite the accusers. Now, Festus seems like he wants to get this solved ASAP. And yeah, from what I understand, it's been going on for two years. Eight to 10 days later, he's back in Caesarea. And the following day, the trial of Paul began with Paul declaring his innocence. And he also invoked the protection of Roman law because he knew that going to Jerusalem would literally mean a death sentence. Now, a few days later, King Agrippa arrived with his sister. This is one of the Herods, Herod Agrippa, to, quote, pay their respects to Festus, end quote. Now, that's an odd way of saying that they wanted to go see the trial, see what was going on. Paying respects to Festus sounds a little bit like there are political overtones or undertones. I don't know which one's the right word. Anyway, Festus discussed Paul's case with Agrippa, including stating, quote, it was something about there, and that's the Jews, religion that and a dead man named Jesus who Paul insists is alive, end quote. Now, Felix didn't have a foundation, it seems like, in Jewish law or culture to really be able to understand and, and to properly handle this case. And Agrippa said that he'd like to hear from Paul directly, and Felix said, that's no problem, that'll happen the following day, so the next day. That's we'll pick it up also the next day, as far as that's concerned. Old Testament, we're in Second Kings 12. Joash ruled Judah for 40 years and did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. 
as he remember he was instructed by Jehoiada the priest so he's he's still a child he's seven years old when he starts being king he did not destroy the pagan shrines and Joash did though uh, direct the repair of the temple so he ruled from when he was seven to forty-seven. Now the money donated was not used for the temple tools like the silver bowls and the lamps and lampstand and all that stuff. It was actually used to pay the workmen who were making the repairs. About this time, King Hazel of Amman or Aram rather captured Gath, then turned forces towards Jerusalem. Now King Joash gave Hazel all of the sacred objects and the gold of the royal treasury and palace to get his zeal to call off the attack. So he bribed him. Said, don't attack. I'll give you my wallet. Joash is assassinated by his officers, perhaps for giving in so easily. I don't know. That was just the impression I got, maybe. It's not stated. His son Amaziah became king. And then in 2 Kings 13, continuing this rather confusing weaved dance of the different kings, mainly Judah and Israel. Jehoaz ruled Israel and Samaria for 17 years, and he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Because of this, the Lord was very angry with Israel and allowed Aram, quote, to defeat them repeatedly. End quote. So in other words, God removed his protection. I think there's a lesson there. If we don't want to involve God in our lives, the end result is God removing himself from our lives. After all, that is what we're asking for if we ignore and disobey, right? I mean, basically, I mean, I guess the... The simplest way to say it is that God's giving us what it, what what we want. If we don't want to have anything to do with God, he's like, okay, I'm cool with that. That's my translation there. But I think that that is the 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 uh, the lesson. And then and then the kicker to that though is that he's always there. Should we repent? And a lot of times we'll repent. We'll say, I'm sorry. He'll come, bail us out, if you will, and then we tend to forget that. So this is what happens. Joah has did just that, repenting by praying to the Lord, which resulted in rescue from Aram's tyranny. But still, they, the people, continued to sin. Jehoaz died, and his son Je Jehoash became king reigning 16 years and doing evil in the sight of the Lord. He died, and his son Jeroboam 11 became king. We're going to come back to Jehoash in just a moment. This is the sort of back and forth a little bit. Speaking of back and forth, but prior to all of this, Elisha is near death, and King Joash wept over him, so a little out-of-order text, like I said. Elisha had Joash shoot an arrow at out the eastern window of the I guess this is the palace and Elisa proclaimed that the Lord's arrow an arrow of victory over Aram okay so far so good he then instructed the king to strike the rest of the arrows on the ground the king did so three times which 
made Alicia upset. Alicia said he should have done it five or six times. Now they would be victorious only three times. Alicia could have been a little bit more clear in his instructions, in my opinion. It's like, strike it as many times as you want victory. Well, I would have struck it 12 times. Would have struck it until I broke the arrows. I don't know. Then Alicia died and was buried. But, and this is a little bit confusing because it's really quick when you go through. There's another dead body that touches Alicia's body and then is brought back to life. And and what happened is that apparently there were some raiders or something going through the town. And a lot of times what they'll do is that they, they, they just, in order to make sure, I guess, that the body wasn't desecrated, they took a recent dead person and just tossed him in the tomb just to hide him. And they would eventually take him out and reinter him in a proper manner. But when they did this, the, the dead person's body brushed up against Alicia's dead body and the dead person became undead. So one last miracle for Alicia. King Hazel of Aram died. And then Ben-Hadad became king. So we're also tracking king's turnovers now in a different kingdom, a different country, which makes it even more confusing sometimes. Don't worry, you can get through this. I think, though, I mean, I think we've already discussed Ben-Hadad. Um, I, I, I seem to remember some, I didn't go back, but this is again a little confusing of the back and forth chrono chronological order or lack thereof second kings 14 amaziah son of joash ruled over judah 29 years beginning at the age of 25 and did what was pleasing in the lord's sight however he did not destroy the pagan shrines he executed the officials who assassinated his father Looks like that the coup didn't work as planned, the ones that assassinated his father. He killed 10,000 Edomites as well. After this victory, he opted to go after Israel. I think he's like feeling a little overconfident. And King Jehoash of Israel at first, see, now we're a little bit backwards in time, at first tried to dissuade him. I, and here I could sum up his, his talk by basically in Ivan Drago's voice from Rocky IV, you will lose. And they did. Judah was destroyed. Its army scattered. Jehoash demolished 600 feet of Jerusalem's wall and plundered the gold, silver, and articles from the temple, as well as treasures from the palace, and took hostages. Pretty much an overwhelming victory. Jehoash died, and Jeroboam, too, became king, as was mentioned before, because we're sometimes needing to do things a little bit out of order. Amaziah assassinated 15 years later. He was assassinated 15 years later. And his son Uzziah became king. So a lot of confusion, a lot of back and forth, a lot of names that are a little bit difficult to pronounce. But we're slowly moving forward. Again, a flow chart. I meant to bring that today. Maybe I'll remember to bring it down to the studio tomorrow. The uh, flow chart of the kings. You can always find it online as well, too. Anyway. That's it for today. For today, I hope you have a wonderful day. Walk by the Spirit today. Take care.